Okay, let's get caught up. The party spent a day in study. Comice and Conviction search the Great Library of the Lexicon for answers about Comice's strange dream. They find only that someone is trying to speak to their dragonborn friend, someone who appears to be bound to the party by blood. They make a stop at the apparent headquarters of the local thieves' guild, hoping to buy or barter for information about the mage they saw fleeing the underground temple in the watchtower, or for the identity of who might have been hiring the bandits on the road. The guildmaster tells them very little, but does confirm that those thieves were none of hers, and not hired out of Ibis, calling the attacks reckless. She tells them no more, but hints that they might be able to buy more information by doing some work for her. The party retires for the night, seeking an untroubled rest. Let's see what happens next. It is night in the city of Ibis. In the Cleverhand Tavern, all is quiet. Even the late-night crowd has retired to their beds, as have our adventurers. Amis, you're yes. having a dream. No. <laughs> you see the sky. It is blue and vast and endless. You are lying in the grass with the breeze blowing. You are on the plains. There's no doubt about that. In fact, you think you can hear voices familiar voices in the distance that you can't make out any individuals. It's just a babble of familiar sound and the smell of smoke from campfires. Beside you, in the grass, is a person. A humanoid figure, sitting with legs crossed underneath them. They are watching you. Do I recognize the person? I would say yes and no. It appears to be the same indistinct hooded humanoid figure that you saw the last time you had a strange and unsettling dream. But because you can't make out any details, it's hard to be certain it's the same person. Mm. I'm gonna sit up and look around. You Am I still... Up. I can't sit up? Nope. Well, that's rude. Um, I look at the person and, and kind of like, what? <laughs> they sort of tilt their head to one side. You are not what we expected. Not, what we expected. Not, not sure what to expect from you. Why are you in my dreams? That seems as though it should be self-explanatory. You may ask one question. What do you want me to do? They seem to consider this for a long, long time, although you're not sure if it actually takes a long time or if it's just the situation that makes it seem to stretch out and out. Be who you are. Be who you are. And you wake up. Kami sits up in bed and goes, that was really unhelpful. (laughs) Also, she considers she may have asked the wrong question. Be who I am. I feel like that's that, like, did I just get the equivalent of the the kitty poster? (laughs) I was thinking like 90s teen pop. (laughs) Okay, Kami, you are awake. It is probably a little before eight in the morning. The sun is up. You are alone in your room. Mm. Is there a mirror? No. There is one bed. Well, there's two beds. One for you and one for your weapons. There is a very small table on the other side of the room next to the door and two chairs. And there is a window with its shutters currently closed. Mm. I'm going to open the shutters. Um, can I look at my hand that I touched the, the, the thing with? Yep. 
Did it my finger no- or anything have it, like any kind of effect or anything? It looks normal. Mm-hmm. Shit's weird. Okay, I'm gonna get my weapon. You know, uh, you know, wake up my weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm 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 <laughs> time to go hit people. Um, go down and, and go and uh, get myself ready and um, knock on uh, Ren and uh, Conviction Store. Ren is awake and has been studying the pamphlet they got from the Mercenary Guild that says, I, I feel like I want it to be called something like teamwork in my adventuring party. <laughs> it's more likely than you think. <laughs> and they're like, I just feel like I'm not getting the hang of this. Wow. Uh, wow. Conviction is uh, putting together her toiletry. Curlers in her hair. Uh, actually, probably. <laughs> See, I think, um, Comis, when you open the door, I think you will find uh, uh, a basin or a, a jug of water and a basin just like sitting outside several of the doors. Oh, well, actually, I mean, if I can, if I can use some of the water as a mirror. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna- to... It's like a it's like a terracotta bowl. So you, if you at a certain angle, you'd get a reasonable reflection, although it wouldn't be very clear. I'm gonna try and like look in my eyes and like basically do kind of a like a check, see if anything's weird. They seem normal. Okay, well, not seeing any difference in me, but I'm getting weird dreams. She's going to just use some of the water, rinse off her face. Doesn't give a shit. Okay, and then goes over and knocks on the other door. Mm-hmm. I will get it since Vic is uh, in, like, you know, hair mode. Polishing my horns, okay? It takes a lot to look extra, okay? It does. I really feel like that look is, um, you know, it is it is one. Good for you. <laughs> I feel dragged. I do not know what I have done to deserve this, but all right. No, but actually, honestly, I, w- I wanted to thank you yesterday for looking up that information for me i know that we get into it sometimes but like i appreciate what you do full stop no bullshitting and then i'll answer the door fiction just kind of stares confusedly at them just like and goes back to polishing her horns do you still have the curlers in yes Louise is just staring at conviction conviction because she has never seen hair curlers before what happened to your head she, I'm just gonna like pull Camille's head. Like she's a little sensitive about the humidity around here. Just, just keep telling her it looks great. I also have a face mask on right now. Camille actually has her hand on a like dagger. Like, where's this person? <laughs> I don't understand what you've done to yourself. Darling, the sea air, unfortunately, does not do well with my complexion. That's not doing any favor to my freaking scales either. And I don't put mud on my face. Do you need? To, I mean, what does it do? Why is there mud on you? It helps clear my pores, darling. Weans to Ren goes, what are pores? I think it's a tiefling thing. She talks about it sometimes. Oh, okay. I'm I'm going to go down to breakfast. I have pores as well, darling. Uh, gesturing to Ren. Sure I do. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like At this point, I'm starting to like get the mask off of my face. Camise is getting more relaxed as you take it off. <laughs> well, I mean, I am going down to breakfast, actually. Does, does Camise look at all upset, having just had a weird dream? 
I do, actually. I'm weirded out. I'm weirded out by your face. I'm weirded out by my dreams. Hey, Vic, do you want a moment in the room alone? We can go down and get you something. I mean, if you want, I'll be down in like half a second, but... Yeah, I think I'll just go, if Kimis wants down to breakfast, to try to at least remove one stressor from her life. So, um, now... I feel like, given our, you know, close personal bond that is currently evolving between us, I think that we should uh, convince Vic that we can go to the blacksmith today. What do you think about that, Camise? I think that would be great. I do now. If I have to go back to the library, I will lose my mind. And actually, okay, so Ren, if I told Conviction... That I had another dream, which he made you go back to the library. Now, Camise, I'm very glad you've come to me with this. It is a sensitive matter, and we need to plan accordingly. Did, did anything happen in the dream that, like, was really different from the other one? Like, that she would have something separate to investigate? Camise, like, cr- crosses her arms and things. Well, I couldn't move. You couldn't move. And that move. was weird because I couldn't move last time. So that was actually, if he was making it so I couldn't move, that's kind of rude. But um, then he said I could ask one question, and I asked what he wants me to do, because obviously he's coming, you know, for some reason. Yeah. Like, he can't just be wanting to, like, hang out in my dreams and shit. Um, And he said I have to be who I am. Well, do you think you could find out who I am in a book? You know... I feel like that's the sort of information that's, like, maybe metaphysically useful, but not, like, specifically. Uh, I mean, maybe you should ask, like, assuming he keeps coming, maybe you should ask him, like, how do I find out more? Or, like, what are your major weaknesses? Uh, I see McDonald's, and I, like, walk up behind them, uh, beach waves preserved and everything. (laughs) Do you look normal now? Aaron looks a little waves. Yes, I look normal now. Oh, Vic, we were just discussing battle strategy. See, Camise <laughs> tends to approach people very directly, which I, you know, appreciate. But she does have an issue that it is very difficult for, like, the people that she gets close to to hurt her. So we think that we should probably consider investing in some, like, armor. Inside, inside check. I love you so much. <laughs> 13. I got an 11, so. Well, not technically. We were sort of we sort of discussed that we needed a game plan, and you just came up with one. I'm disseminating. You're yeah. disseminating. <laughs> Dissembling. Ar- at this, I'm arching a brow and just going, "Keep your secrets, darling." And I uh, flag down the. What was the bartender's name again? The bartender is called Mosh. Mosh. He probably just brings over like coffee. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Puts it down on the table. Thank you, darling. It's the last free meal after this you'll have to pay. You just have oh. to rest. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, something out. Darling. Bed over dirt any day. Thank you. What we like to hear. And then he walks back to the bar. <laughs> the good coffee? Pretty good coffee. Okay. What is, what is the breakfast anyway? It It's probably mostly like bread oriented breakfast. Okay. It's like dipping my pastries in the coffee and just like mashing on them. Kamisa's just like, like, you know, she was taught to eat it as fast as you could or it's going away. Conviction, I'm going to tell you. half and hides the uh, other half in their clothes. I see this. Oh, that's cute. Is anyone actually watching? I I mean, I'm like 
like vaguely keeping an eye on them, vaguely keeping an eye on like the. Okay, do perception check then. That is a twelve. Oh, so no, you do not notice. Uh, Succeeded on such an important role. I want to tell you about a dream, but you got to promise that we're not going to go back to the library for it. Mm -hmm. So the weird robed guy came again last Mm -hmm. night. Huh. And then he he told me I could ask one question. And I said, what did he want me to do? And then he told me I need to be who I am. Uh, And then that was kind of it, except for the part where I couldn't sit up. Conviction just kind of stares at her and goes, why didn't you ask who are you? I... Didn't think that was as important as what he wants from me. Yes, darling, but in order to figure out what he wants, we need to know who he is. And also how to kill him if we need to. Just like, put that one in as my vote. I see see the wisdom in that, but I don't think he's going to tell me. Uh, Darling, what did we say about negotiations? That you do all the talking. I mean, yes, but like other part of negotiations, we go in. Hi... We're not going to kill someone, darling. (laughs) Oh, okay. Able to get more money out of someone who's alive versus someone who is dead. You're able to get a more consistent Well, I mean, he he wouldn't let me move, and then he was sitting next to me, and he told me I wasn't what they expected, and so I just wanted to know what they wanted from me. So you're not what they expected, but they want you to be who you are, so maybe you're better than they expected. See, I like that. I, I have a sensation, I have a sneaking suspicion that is not what they were implying. I don't like that. Well, it's a good thing my our relationship is not dependent on whether you like something or not, isn't it, darling? Camisa stares at her. Well, okay, so have we considered the possibility that this guy and the green guy are the same person? Are we sure they're separate people? Are we, like, being haunted by two faceless individuals right now? Because that's a lot before, like... 9 a.m. Um, DM, did I get a good enough look at Mr. Robed figure that disappeared to try and can, like, now that I've seen this dream dude twice, does he look like the same dude? You cannot tell. Um, the person you saw down in the temple was wearing a green cloak, um, but you never really saw their face. You mostly saw them from the back as they were doing magic and then portaling away. The robed figure the cloaked figure in your dream. If you had to assign a color, you'd say probably more gray, but you're not really sure whether that's because that's the color or because it's a side effect of whatever is making them seem sort of blurry. Did it seem like a male or a female or is it still kind of ambi- ambiguously gendered? It's still pretty ambiguous. Pretty much everything about this person that you keep seeing is ambiguous. Like humanoid, not humanoid. Humanoid. But... Yeah, humanoid. Okay, so we have minimum... Potentially three people, because there's also the halfling that was working with the, uh, let's call, we have got the temple guy and the dream guy. How about that? I mean, cool. That's what I've been calling them. Uh, I feel temple guy can have multiple interpretations, but continue. Well, I feel like we need to prioritize, like, what it is that we're going after first. So... I don't know anything about dreams, just dreams as a noun. But I think that this other guy that we're sure... Do you not dream? Mm, I try not to. Um, uh, uh, darling, it doesn't work like that. You know, willpower is a funny thing. I mean, Camus is just impressed. <laughs> um, but I want to know why this temple individual, if 
they were dealing with some kind of weird magic would hire people that would draw attention to them. Did they want someone to come to the temple and know what they were doing? Or was it just sort of like an accidental side effect? I mean, I feel it makes sense for him to hire who he did. Think of it this way, the Kenku spoken language, for lack of a better term. The best type of mercenaries, they can't squeal. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, like uh, our friend the other day was saying, if they were attacking every single caravan going down that road, then for sure mercenaries going to be sitting after them. A smarter thing to do would have been to attack like every fourth one and definitely don't attack rich people close to where their money is. Maybe they were looking for something. You're, I mean, there was a lot of stuff there. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I mean... This is a wild guess, of course, but we every anyone who comes through these gates has to give books, correct? I mean, I'll take your word for it, sure. That, that was like the poll. If you have books, you have to have to like give them so the library can like scribe them, right? Yeah, yeah, that was true. Just Ren wasn't paying very close attention. Yeah, oh, I was also like, wait, that happened, right? Well, suppose this person is obviously of magical persuasion particular types of spells he didn't want disseminated by the public. Like, maybe somebody was investigating the the tower area. Like, maybe they were, you know, com- communicating and he was trying to interrupt the flow of knowledge about it. Um, magic folk are a bit more covetous than others. It's just, it's just, an, it's just a theory, though. Yeah, I It's mean, also before my third cup of coffee, so... <laughs> We basically I, have, I slide down for another cup of coffee. We basically don't have any information, and the only way that we'll get more information is we have to make certain friends if we decide that that's what we want to do. But I figure, in general, for today, we should just get, you know, a little more uh, difficult to hit, maybe. I am all for making myself more difficult to hit. I want to see what uh, Ericocra armor looks like. Yeah, yeah. There's this uh, there's this guy named Vaughn in the salt market, um, and I don't know. I just really I really want to know what he's doing. Apparently, he's got some interesting gadgets. I, I'll, I'll also I'll tell them like all the places that um, Bran told me we could go shopping in the salt market. So to uh, summarize, there is. A place called the Broken Branch that sold arcane goods, but it's closed because the dwarf who ran it uh, left. There is the Exchange, which is a pawn shop of various things you find adventuring. There is um, Bright Clad Armor, uh, run by the Tate Sisters. And then Vaughn makes Aarakocra armor, among other things. And I've also just written down the word Gadgets. You Zachary. took really good notes. Oh, is, that the Od- is that the Odinson's daughter supply place? Yeah, you missed one. Oh. Otis and daughter's general supply. Oh, yeah, that's okay. on the next page. Conviction is just guzzling for coffee. Didn't you, didn't Camis get like a, a sword or something to sell? Yep. Yeah, so we could yeah, maybe you got a sell short it sword. to the blacksmith to try to take down. It was a okay looking short sword. And I'm like, cool, I can make money. Because I'm going to need it to buy a new set of armor because that shit's expensive. Are we Are we good to go down to the salt market? Uh, DM, where was the bard place located again? 
the office of the Bardic College. Um, yes. um, it's on this terrace. It's on Guild Street, which is the street that you're on right now. Probably the other okay. end of the street. Okay, and the Salt Market is where from us? One terrace down from you. You are on the Breeze Terrace. The Salt Market is in the center of the Salting Terrace. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We're on the east or west side? You are roughly in the middle. Oh, cool. At this, I'm on cup of coffee number three. Color is coming back to my face. It's fine. Well, I am in need of some mm, objects. Mm. Oh? Someone has to keep your scales alive, darling. At this point, I'm staring sadly at my empty cup of coffee. Um, yeah. So we should probably um, go about our shopping trip. Yeah. Let's go meet this Vaughn. So you walk out onto Guild Street. It's still relatively early in the morning, but it's not so early that there aren't people out and about. It's like 10, probably. Yeah, it's probably nine. between 9 and 10 now. And you make your way down a couple more sets of steps to the salt market. You can hear it as you approach because this seems to be where most people are right now. Um, it appears to be market day. The The square is full of little stalls, like wooden awning stalls, um, as well as people coming in and out of the shops that ring the salt market. One side is open at the edge of the terrace uh, to the sea, which you can see from here. There is a brisk ocean breeze coming off of the Alluric Ocean this morning. Lots of people. Where would you like to go first? So you can walk out to sort of what I'm assuming is like the drop-off that like you can just see the sea from? Yeah. The Salting Terrace is the second lowest terrace. The one below it is the Port Terrace, which is where the port is. Um, there is a, a low wall at the edge of the Salting Terrace, mm -hmm. but you can sort of stand at it and look out to sea pretty easily. I think I would definitely run up to the wall to like just stand there and look out, like breathe deeply for a bit when we get there. Hey, Ren does some deep breathing. Constitution check. <laughs> I mean, if anything, this would probably improve your constitution. Yeah. yeah. Um, do I see? Do I see months. anything? Um, any particular place that seems to be like overly busy? Mm. In the row closest to the ocean, there do appear to be a row of sort of food stalls, which are have queues at them. Like you can hear, you can smell frying fish and bread and. Ooh. Yeah, sugar on the breeze. They're very busy. All right, well, like, I know where now, I want to get lunch, but shall we go? Dallin, we just ate. I pull out like half a bread roll and keep chewing. I pull out it's actually being part kept. of a cinnamon roll and also start chewing. Kamisa's is now like, why is everyone getting food from weird places? <laughs> it was in my pouch. She's very nicely in herself. Like, do I have I give you the rest of the bread roll, Kamise. Yay! So I'm assuming you said you were looking for some armor? Yes. Yes. She was talking about, um, Ren, what were you talking about? Some kind of special armor? Yeah, Aarakocra armor from Fawns. So I yeah. would assume that Ren has been here before because that would be where I got seafood the first time. So mm -hmm. if I have some familiarity of it, would I, like, know where to go? to like the bad you've got bad seafood though yeah so the that sort of thing would probably be in the ring around the salt market so not the stalls but the the sort of ring of shops that face in towards the market that you guys sort of passed on your way to this wall mm -hmm. i'll just start heading over there so you walk along the edge of the market and you're looking which one are you looking for specifically Vons. Do a perception check at advantage because I think you did see it the last time you were down here. 
Ooh, natural 20. Uh, yeah, you find it no problem. It's sort of on one end of the ring, this sort of half circle of shops that faces into the market. The double doors are wide open. And as you approach, you can actually feel heat coming out of it from the forge. Okay. I just go in. Uh, hello, are you currently selling things? So immediately inside, there is a sort of counter right in front of the door. And further back, you can see there's definitely somebody back there, but they don't immediately respond to you. What does it look like inside? There are rows of shelves that seem to hold things like uh, swords. There are uh, boxes sort of way up high, like wooden boxes with elaborate clasps. One wall is just racks of weapons, like about a dozen swords, axes, things like that. At the very back of the room, there is a glowing open space that you think is probably the forge. Mm. And that's where the, the figure is standing. You can't make them out really clearly, though, because they are backlit. I'm going to, like, oh, and be really quiet and be like, hey, are any of these bows magical? Uh, can I tell if any of them are magical? Do a perception check. Can I look at the axes and see how I think the craftsmanship is? Is this Are these, like, well-made... Uh, See, would this be would this would this be a perception or would this be a arcana, arcana check? So I'm looking for no, it'd be perception. Perception. This would be perception. That's a uh, team. So there are no there are no bows on this wall. This is mostly smithed weapons. So it's like swords and axes, and there's a couple of spears. There is, however, a display of very finely crafted arrowheads that is sitting at one end of the counter. Comis, do a an investigation check. 16. There are, it's sort of a mix of different styles. So some of these are fairly ordinary looking axes. There are two, a hand axe and you have a great axe, right? Yep. You have a great axe. It is a great axe. It is the most beautiful great axe you have ever seen. Ah. (laughs) That's probably worth at least a thousand gold. It's not, it's not elaborate looking, but it, it's just, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's silvery. It is sleek and yet heavy looking. It looks absolutely deadly and graceful and so sharp. Uh, she picks it up and starts like weighing it in her hands. Hey! Ah. Figure that is in the back puts down something, you hear a clink, and then strides up to the counter. Uh, the person approaching you is an Asimar. Uh. They have golden brown skin. They are absolutely ripped. They are about uh, two inches taller than you, Comis. Everyone do a perception check, please. Is just that Jack? I got a natural 20. I'm going to say is because I find them very attractive. Comis is I, find, I also find them very attractive. 10. Too okay. distracted by how beautiful. Everybody but the nat one um, notices that Vaughn has one arm that is not completely bare because they're wearing a sort of short-sleeved leather smock with a sleeve on one arm, but the other arm, the left arm, is a bright silver metallic construction. And with that hand, they are holding a hammer. Oh no. Hello, darling. You don't touch the merchandise without my permission. Camise very carefully puts the axe back. Apologize, me and my companions are new to town. And who might you be? I'm Vaughn, who are you? You can call me Vic. Mm Mm-hmm. And you? And he looks at you, Camis. Uh, uh, uh Camis, uh, I was just, it's so beautiful. It's, wh- did you make this? I did. 
It's amazing. I've never Thank seen you. anything like it. Mm. Well, you wouldn't have. The makers are Kokra. Ah. Can't find it anywhere but it is. Or Harass, I suppose. What, other than just being gorgeous, what makes it Aarakroko? Why is it, how is it different? He sort of reaches out and picks up the axe. You notice it feels a lot lighter. Yes? Mm-hmm. It does more damage than your typical axe. Sleek and beautiful and nearly indestructible. Although don't test that. And it has a couple of extra qualities. And he holds it out to you again. She takes it irreverently. Reverently. Sorry. I know words. The muscles and the... It's between the muscles and, like, the... Out of, like, a lot right now. She, she, there's <laughs> a lot going on right now, so there's too much beautiful stuff in her life. <laughs> she weighs it. At this. Uh, how far is Vaughn from us? Is he, like, standing, like... Well, he's, like, right in front of me. You're you're on one side of the counter, and he's on the other. Uh, at this point, I am leaning on the counter going, so what's all that about, darling? Pointing at the arm that's, like, silvery. I'm giving a Vic a look behind her, like, that's kind of rude. Can't see Ren's look, though. <laughs> yeah, I just am like, oh, no. Comis has that look of someone who has been trying very, there's a beautiful weapon in front of her, there's a beautiful, there's a beautiful person in front of her, and the person who is the sly talker and looks better than her is now talking to him. <laughs> Conviction, Vaughn sort of flicks a look at you and then ignores you. Uh, <clears throat> sir, may I ask about these uh, arrowheads that you've made? The, the, my you, you made friend. Them? I did. Well, uh, they, they caught my eye, and I just was wondering if there's anything particularly special about them. They almost never miss if you've any skill at all. You can pick one up if you like. Okay, I do. Does it feel... You a... <laughs> I'm going to say you can roll either Perception or Arcana, because I don't think your Arcana is very good. No, that would be a negative one on for Arcana for me, so... Oh, no, man. That's uh, 12 for Perception. There's definitely something about them that is special. Mm-hmm. They sort of tingle when you touch them. Question. Are there, like, mm, more, like, rapier, rapiers or something like that around at all? Mm, do a Perception check. While she's looking around, can Camille oh, look around for armor? Uh, yes. Do another Perception check, please. So, um, for the two who've already picked up weapons, the Great Axe is plus one to hit. Oh. And the Arrowheads are also the arrow? plus... The Arrowheads are plus one to hit as well. Uh, I got a 15 on Perception. You see one set of armor on sort of like a, a dummy or a frame a little bit further back into the room. It looks like plate armor from where you're standing. We're actually uh, in town looking for some armor for my, my friend here. and uh, But she tends to, uh, in our line of work, we tend to need to be a little bit, you know, flexible getting around in um, t- tunnels and places. So do you have any armor that is a little more, uh, you know, quiet, less noticeable, that sort of thing? Studded leather. I don't do leather armor. You'd have to check uh, probably the general supply or, or the Tates might have something in. They, their stock comes and goes a lot. Uh, if you want those arrowheads, they're 75 gold a piece. Ah! The uh, great axe. Did I see any rapiers? At all? Yes, there is one on the wall, not too far from where the great axe was hanging. I'm gonna step over it and look at it, and uh, <clears throat> my plan for Vaughn. <laughs> so the rapier I'm seeing, is there anything like unusual about it, or is it just like better balanced, or? Um, you can do an arcana check. That is a 16. This one seems like it's just 
extremely finely made. It's also very beautiful. Turn back to Vaughn and go, um, darling, is there anything about this absolutely lovely thing? He reaches his hand out and takes it off the wall. And he sort of does a few experimental swings with it. Very fine weapon. Doesn't have any uh, special abilities like that one your your big friend's holding, but uh, it is nigh impossible to destroy. And he hands it to you. Take it gently. So I'm still waiting for the... uh this go for, darling? That one, 120 gold pieces. Mm. Sorry, I'm still what were you waiting for the... Uh for the, the, the sentencing on how much that great axe is. Uh, that one will run you. He sort of reaches out and takes it back from you and sort of holds it, looks at you. I do like someone who uh, appreciates good work. For you, 200 gold pieces, and that's a deal. Uh, Hands it back to you. She puts it on the counter and pulls out the short sword. How much could I get for this? He sort of narrows his eyes. He reaches out, picks it up. Which short sword is this? Is this the one you got off of the Kenku or the one you found on the road? Uh, boy, I did not write that down in my equipment. I think it was the one that you found wrapped in the cloak in the tower. Yeah. Yeah. It was wrapped in the cloak. Um, he's going to peer at it, at a little mark that's on the pommel. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is one of uh, Lord Marfont's. Where'd you get it from? Well, we did a job for the Mercenaries Guild and... On behalf of Lord Marfont. Lord Marfont. And, uh, yeah, that, you know, what she said. Uh, and it was in a, it was in a pile of, uh, loot. Sort of looks at it again, sort of lifts it up and down. Good enough make. Not as good as mine. Solid. In exchange, because I like you. Say, 50 gold. Deal. That's still a deal. Yep. Right. Deal. So, and I will take that that axe. Alright, so you have a plus one to hit and plus one damage. Era Cochran, great axe. I love it. Komis is so happy. Okay. Rapier is, a, is 120, right? The arrows are yeah. 75, correct? Yeah. I look back at Vaughn. What are your hours, darling? Night, I'm up until sundown. I didn't know. Does he sell, like, normal arrows? Or, because I, I just looked up normal arrows are, like, one gold for 20. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Um, he probably has about, there's like sort of little like displays on your side of the counter. Like there's a sort of a bucket of arrows and there's a bucket of like, there's a few like javelins. There's a few darts. It's probably not like his big thing. He probably makes the arrowheads and someone else makes the arrows, but there's, you know, there's probably 50 or 60 in the sort of bucket by the door. All right. As, I'll just there buy only the 60 arrows. And put them in the bag of holding. All right. Is there anything other than weaponry? Or is it all like solid, solely like weaponry here? Apart from the one piece of armor, all you can see is weaponry. What are you looking for? Uh, this is like this is like a blacksmith, right? P- principally, yes. Uh, either like mm, I guess sort of like tools or something. Like I know, like uh, they crafted out of metal and things like that. I mean, it would be reasonable to expect that he probably has some tools. Yes, he just doesn't have any on display. I, I ask, uh, darling, do you have anything more of um, finer quality, but more akin for finer work? What are you looking for? Things to assist in opening places I shouldn't be. He narrows his eyes at you. Camille's behind him like, don't fuck this up. Stare it's back. So cool. Yeah, we, that sort of we thing do here. some work for the mercenary guild that sometimes, um, you know, people get locked out of their homes. And we're just locksmiths sometimes. Do a deception check. <laughs> oh, boy. 
How do you spell this guy's name, by the way? V O N Z. That is V A U. I'll put it in the That is amazing, considering how bad that lie is. That is a dirty twenty. Wow. So he got a natural twenty. Oh. Battle of the twenties. I have a lot of work to do. I think you should go. I'm glad I made my purchase first. He turns to you, Camise, and he says, uh, hope it works well for you. Come back and let me know. She hefts the uh, the great axe. Actually, um, so I don't need two great axes. Uh, do you uh, do you want this one? He reaches out his hand for it. I hand it over. Sort of hefts it, pulls it out at arm's length, sort of peers along the blade. It's well maintained, but definitely used. It is good make. I can give you 25 gold pieces for it. Oh, yeah, take that. You are down one great axe and back up one other great axe. Yeah. Wait, you had, so wait, the thing was like, what, 200, right? D20. Okay, so you got that. So eventually you got that axe for 125. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, which incidentally is for something that is plus one. I think you would know, Camis, that was a hell of a deal. Yeah, he really likes me. <laughs> I think I'm so cool. I... If I can, I'm going to try to pull Vic aside as we are shamed out of this establishment and be like, Vic, what the hell? Did you wake up on my side of the bed or something? It's usually me asking the incredibly inappropriate questions. You realize there's like a whole part of town where you can look for that sort of thing that we were in yesterday. I I just glare down at Ran and just walk off. (laughs) Yeah, shame suits you. Looking, looking great. I flip them off. Comise is just looking at her at her great action is just sort of following behind. <laughs> Conviction is not having a good morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna Comise, I'm gonna be like, I think he I think he likes you. Comise, if if possible, you see the um you see the, the hue of her of her scales redding a bit. <laughs> I think Wait, it's absolutely you, possible. Comise's got a crush. Her 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 scales kind of fluff, you know, flare out just a little bit around her around her cheeks. And she just kind of like puts her head down and goes forward, not saying anything. <laughs> Is the um, the bright clad armory close by? Oh, the tape. He said yeah. to go to the tape. Do another investigation check. Either one of you can do it at a Actually, advantage, or two of you. Ren, yeah. Kamis looks at Kamis looks at conviction, kind of a, a little bit ahead of us, and goes, "She's not, she's not happy, right?" I mean, usually between the hours of like, you know, the wake up time and, you know, the sort of afternoon time aren't her best. Maybe we should go do her bard thing she wants to do. Isn't it a little bit closer than where we are? The Bardic College office is back up on the. Oh, it would be on the way home, I imagine. Yeah. 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 We got to not forget to do that. At this point, I'm like, I can hear you both. Yeah, we're talking about how much we, you know, adore you and want to help you out with... The thing you want to do. Yeah. Insight check. (laughs) Tomise is literally like, we should go do the thing she wants. Yeah. Is it a conviction to know if you're telling the truth? Conviction's very cranky right now. Okay, insight check me. (laughs) 14. Yeah, Tomise is just having a good day. (laughs) Conviction is not having a good day. Yeah. Like, don't put do so much okay. effort into her hair this morning. Listen, she's still got her beach curls going on. She looks beautiful. Kamis kind of kind of sidles up to conviction, kind of like on the way to where are we going? Are we going to the Tates or are we going to this other armory? The Tate sisters is the other armory. Let's go there. That was a recommendation. Yeah, they might have the studded leather armor. So on the way, she she sidles up to um conviction. She goes, um, uh, I still don't 100% understand what you were doing this morning. But your hair looks nice. 
I I give Kumis a fairly sour look. Toothy grin. She's trying. That, that part of part of conviction appreciates appreciates the praise, but she also likes a good sulk. Yeah, Ren's just <laughs> giving nice. her a wide berth. Conviction. Kumis doesn't understand this. She's trying to make hey. it better. He's 19, okay? She doesn't have the best emotional maturity right now. Oh my god, are we all children? <laughs> Wait, how old is how old is Camise? She's basically like 17. Oh wow. Ren is older Shit. than both of you for sure. She's like she's like she's like 17 in dragon years. It's like she's in her twenties, really. Dragonborns don't live a long time. Really? Huh. Like you less than humans? Like, yeah. They live oh. till they're about 60. 60, okay. 80, you would think there. being like related to dragons, they would like have a longer lifespan. Mm-mm. I mean, the right, so I feel it's more of an occupational hazard, but yeah. You make your way along the row of shops that ring the market. Right, Clad, I think you probably would have passed them on your way to Vons. They are uh, another sort of open-fronted shop that looks like it's got shut shutters that close at night. So mostly it is a counter that faces the market. You see what you assume must be both Tate sisters. There's uh, two halflings, both with fair hair. Um, one of them is behind the counter. Uh, the other is at the back of the shop. Looks like she's sort of organizing things. She's standing on a stool. The one at the counter looks up as you approach. Hey, how can I help you? Hello, darling. Uh, who may I be speaking to? Ah, uh, Gilly Tate. She holds out her hand. Enchanted. My name's Conviction, but you can call me Vic. Nice to meet you. What you looking for? Kamisa's is already scanning for studded leather armor. You do a perception check. Mm, do you carry things that someone of an arcane nature would use? Seventeen. Uh, not okay. Uh, you actually see a display of armor of varying sizes uh, on the wall right behind her. Not a lot of magical items. We mostly carry sort of standard goods, but we have very high quality armor and a few good weapons. This is an odd. Oh, question, I understand, but do you happen to carry owl feathers? Hmm, not really our thing. You'd probably need to go to General Store or I'd say Broken Bridge, but Ozir's been gone for like a month now. Yes, I heard there's um, treaties or something. You're looking for spell work or quills or... Preferably of the spell working variety. They might have some of that at uh, Otis and Daughters. They probably don't carry much. They do carry some spell components. So if it's not an unusual one, I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not, I'm not a caster, but if it's, they usually have at least some of the standard stuff. Oh, well. Um, hmm. You happen to carry, um, let's say, I have quite a few bits of jewelry. Um, anything of um, a lockpicking variety. She sort of widens her eyes and then sort of leans in towards you gestures for you to lean in. Lean in. Um, this isn't really the neighborhood to be asking about stuff like that. You look like you're new in town, so I guess maybe you don't know, but, like, magpies are pretty strict about, like, keeping that stuff in the family. You'd need to probably check out East Shadows for something like that. Magpies? I'll tell you later, I say quietly to Camisa. <laughs> it's the have, local theme mm, guild. Ah. And they have any, mm, Swords of the more delicate variety? Swords. For How possibly delicate. the first time in Ren's life, they are face palming, looking at <laughs> conviction. Comis is just like, why do you keep asking at the nice stores? How 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 delicate are we talking? Like an epee or a rapier or rapier preferred, but anything that's 
lovely. We've got a couple lovely. of rapiers. Hang on a sec. She sort of turns back. Gallia! And the other halfling sort of turns around like, you don't have to yell. I'm right <laughs> Gally here. And Gilly? I love it. Yeah. Gilly and Gallia. Um, what do you Gally want? And Gilly says. The younger, younger one. Yeah. Grab, uh, grab those two rapiers we still have, huh? And uh, Gallia rolls her eyes and climbs down from the stool and sort of disappears through a doorway. And she's only gone like 40 seconds. She comes back with two rapiers, comes up, climbs up to the level of the counter and puts them down in front of Gilly. And then she pinches her really hard on the arm and climbs back down and goes back to work. Oh, sisters. (laughs) Hashtag sisters. (laughs) And Gilly sort of rubs at her arm and says... Okay, so um, we've got two right now. One of them's a trade-in we only got a few days ago. Um, that's this one here. And this one is, um, a, a, it's more, it's the more well-used looking of the pair. Um, it has a couple of like nicks in the blade, but it looks like it's pretty good quality. And it's clearly been sort of refurbished since it's been in their possession because it smells like polishing oil and ah. the oil you use when you're, you're uh, sharpening the blade. Um, it has leather wrapped pommel. It's pretty ordinary looking, but you know, it, it's pretty good. And, uh, the other one is a pretty new looking one. This one, Conviction, do a perception check. Really shitty wisdom, just so everyone knows. <laughs> as, as everyone can probably tell. No, uh, that, we've, we've gleaned that. That is a 19. This one looks, if anything, more well-worn. The leather wrapping in the pommel actually has a sort of a, a darker area in the middle where a hand has held it for a long time. The blade, however, is perfect. You've never seen a blade. I mean, I don't think you're super knowledgeable about weapons, but compared to the other one, this one looks like it's never been used, but it clearly has been. You don't get anything magical off of it exactly, but it seems it seems valuable. It too smells like like oil and looks like it's just been sharpened. But And this is the one that was just traded in? It looks like... She said they were both trade-ins. Uh, a recent one or... Um, the, the first one with the nicks and the blade was the more recent one. I, I gently put my hand on like the recently used pommel, but like the really like well, nice blade. And I go, where exactly was this acquired, darling? It was a trade-in, I think about two weeks ago. She sort of looks back at Gallia and Gallia sort of nods. Came in with somebody like, we get a lot of adventurers in the market. We don't tend to like take down their particulars or anything. This one, he had a whole mess of weapons he was trading in all along the market. A lot Didn't say where he got it from. Do you remember any particulars about this gentleman? Big person, tall, beard. Looked Elf. like he'd been on the road a while. Yeah, he was kind of rude. Really? <laughs> um, do you know what other stores this gentleman went to? I think we were his last stop. I assume he, he said he'd been to, to the exchange. Uh, I think he'd been to Vaughn, but... I feel like Vaughn probably told him to screw off. He doesn't like rude people. Is that? Um, was he human? Elvin? Do you remember anything else about this gentleman? Human, I think. He's definitely a big person. Don't think he was an elf. Guess he could have been a half-elf. He had long hair. Can't always tell. Brown, black. Dark. Am I catching on to why Vic is asking so many questions about this person that turned in a sword? I don't know. Do an insight check. Comise is literally just, like, weighing the options of the armor she sees. Uh, 24 insight. Why are you asking, Conviction? Um, it's odd to show up with a weapon that's so well used, but the blade is not. 
Unless you can swap the pommel somehow. I'm wondering if a this came off of like someone expensive or have something to do with like the previous, he may be a companion of the person who was doing like the previous stealing and so forth. Okay. See. I, I'm just, it's, this, this is, it looked fine. looked like something you would expect to be traded in. This one looks odd. Um, do I notice anything else on the pommel or anything like that? No, it's surprisingly plain, like unornamented. Oh, no, like any, nothing embossed or anything like that. You got what a nineteen? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it actually surprises you that there's there's not more ornamentation. What the, the overall impression you get from this weapon is that it was very well loved and well cared for and well used. For a long time. Until on hard times. Oh, this something doesn't seem right. I take I strip off my glove okay. and I prick I prick my finger on the end of it. Um. You take one point of damage. Um. Okay. It cuts cool. it cuts your finger. Did I have to press hard, or was it just kind of like? It's very sharp. You are now bleeding on the uh, Tate sisters counter. I I, um, lick, I lick it. I lick it up. I lick. I lick my finger before it starts bleeding onto the table. Are you okay? Much, darling. So, um, do you want to buy anything or how much for this? You looking at the the mysterious one? This mysterious one. That's probably just like a really nice rapier, but um, that one twenty gold pieces. Very well. Um, the 20 gold pieces. Kind and of she uh, takes the sword back, the other rapier, and gives it back to Gallia, who sort of disappears in the back room again. Anything else? Did you ask about armor, Camis? No, I was waiting for I was waiting for conviction to do her thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, actually, we're looking for some armor for my friend here. Uh, we've gotten ourselves in a couple scrapes for the Mercenary Guild recently, uh, and we think that if there's anything you have that can be a little, like, flexible, because uh, sometimes we need to go into dangerous places and isn't too loud, that would be great. Okay, so are you looking probably leather armor of some kind? Maybe some studded leather. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got a, cu- we've got a couple of sets. Um, Galia, can you... And Galia's already, who has just come back through the door, sort of sighs and turns around and goes back into the back room. <laughs> Galia. <laughs> Thank you, Galia. Okay, she comes back um, holding two sets um, and climbs up and dumps them on the counter. She sort of pulls one apart from the other. One of them looks a lot newer than the other. In fact, the bottom half of it is still unstudded. There are a couple, there are like holes, but the studs aren't set in yet. She sort of puts her hand on that one. This one, um, we're not quite done yet. We could have it done by the end of the day if you need it. Same price, though. What's the other one look like? They're very, very similar. Your guess is that they were both made here in the shop. Um, it's just more finished than the other. They're both dark brown leather with sort of brassy studs on them. I mean, Comise's like basic knowledge of armor. There's no reason that she would have to demand that the other one be finished. No, like the other one looks serviceable and fine and finished. Yeah, they're slightly different shades of brown, but they're very similar otherwise. Oh, hmm. Which one's more Which aesthetically one? pleasing? Yeah, uh, they're pretty similar. The, the the newer one is like the studs are a little shinier, the leather's a little bit lighter, probably just because it hasn't been sitting as long. Uh, if I'm going to try, I, I imagine if I'm going to need to stealth, I'm going to want darker, so I'm just going to take the, the finished one. All right. How much? Okay, that will be, uh, you said you've been working for the guild, are you a member? Uh, yes, I mm-hmm. am. Okay, Um, that will be, she pulls a little book out from under the counter and sort of pages through it, looks at the armor, pages through it a little bit more. That will be, so it's normally 45 gold pieces. 
uh, with the guild discount. Can I see your chit? Hi. Yeah, Please. show it. Okay, that'll be 38. Oh, yeah, sure. Cool. Do you okay, do any you go, um, outfitting for mercenaries needing arrows either? Uh, yeah, we've got some arrows too. Um, she sort of points back behind the counter. There's a similar setup to what they had at Vons. There's just a lot more of them, sort of barrels and buckets of arrows. Are they at a discount for a mercenary guild member? Uh, yeah, most of the most of the uh, outfitting shops in the market give at least a ten percent discount if you're a member. Okay. How about I get a hundred for four gold? Sure. Okay. Now I don't have to worry about them for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She climbs down and um, starts counting out arrows, and then she grabs a length of leather and sort of wraps it around them, and then wraps some twine around that. And she comes back holding this huge bundle of arrows in both of her tiny arms, climbs back up to the counter, and hands it to you. Wait, wow, like, you, what, are, you are really strong. I gotta appreciate that as somebody who uh, I'm, like, struggling to try to... Camise, could you, could you help me? <laughs> Camise just picks it up. <laughs> and puts it in the <laughs> sack of holding. I actually don't know how heavy arrows are, so maybe that was very light, but Ren is very... Well, no, it might have been... If it's, like, all bundled, they can't... They, the weight adds up. Yeah, both the sisters are actually pretty, like, Galia at least is wearing short sleeves. They're pretty, pretty muscular. I mean, for halflings. Yeah. Is this just, like, Buff City or something? I mean, well, we are I in mean, the blacksmith area, so, yeah. like... Yeah, it's Buff least, City. We're they would Buff. do at least some smithing. Takes a lot of muscle. Question, darling. Do you do any of your own smithing? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Mostly arrowheads, and uh, sometimes we have to, like, replace blades on smaller weapons, stuff like that. The this heavy stuff we'll usually buy from Vaughn or... This is an odd question, I recognize, but would you happen to have any suit left over? Suit? Yeah, yeah. Sure. How much do you need? Um, oh, for spell work? Yeah, how much do you need? How much do you, how much do you have? Oh, um... I'll get to this stuff, I think. Hey, Galia! Galia comes back out. Yes. Um, the nice tiefling lady wants some soot. Uh, sure. She goes back, she comes back with a bucket about half as big as she is. How much do you want? Yeah. Yeah, Conviction, how much do you want? How, how big is, how big is, how, like, how many pounds do you say the bucket is? And I'll just take, like, a pound of, a pound or a kilo of suit. And do I take the bucket or do I take, like, a pouch and stick it in? I They'll give you a leather pouch. I guess it's more like a small Thank leather sack. Yeah, sure. Does anyone around here stock any kind of special bows? Um, we've got a few. What kind of bow are you looking for? Just, like, a standard? Oh, no, I, I got, you know, a standard short bow, but, like, if you got anything, like, flashy or, or interesting, I'm just, you know, looking to invest in myself. Um, sure, just one sec. And this time she climbs down and she gets back, she gets up on the little ladder at the back of the room and she lifts down uh, two short bows. One of them is of a shiny dark wood with a leather-wrapped uh, grip. The other is sort of very light wood. It's quite plain-looking, but she comes and she... Climbs back up to the counter and she puts them down in front of her. These are probably the two best we have right now. Can I, as a person that shoots bows, know <laughs> anything about them? Are they better than mine? I have no idea what Can to ask about them. Yeah. Does this look like it would shoot things good? Can Kamise look at it? She's just looking at weapons. Can she help out? Would it be like a perception or investigation? This would be investigation. Can I give her advantage? Sure. Like she's leaning over going, hmm, hmm. Okay, yeah, great. I'm good at this. All right, well, I do appreciate the advantage because one of them was a one. I got a 12. 
you sort of pick them up and sort of weigh them in your hands. The light wood one is very light, like it weighs almost nothing. As you sort of turn it over and over, you see it's not quite as plain as you thought it was. It has a very intricate carving all over its surface. Um, Do I recognize the carvings? Is it like some type of language or? Do a history check. Ah, ah, Could be better. 13? It looks elven. Oh, I speak elven. I don't. It's It's not writing. It's just sort of ornamentation, but the style is definitely elven. Okay. Do I, would I recognize, like, any particular brand of elven, or, like... Not with a 12. I really just wanted to be graffiti but. that's like, Haldor can suck rocks, my bow is better. I 100% sign on to this. Uh, the elven yeah. one looks like it's mostly just a very well-made, very pretty bow. Mm-hmm. So that one would be about... 300 gold pieces. And that's a short bow or a long bow? That's a short bow. Short bow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, when you pick it up, um, <laughs> do an arcana check. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> check this one out. And that's a 10. Uh, I think you we were kind of expecting it to do something because you got something off of the arrowheads, but uh, you don't necessarily get anything off of this one. It is extremely well balanced, though, but you can't tell if there's anything magical about it. Yeah, so I basically don't have any inclination that it would, like, suit me any better than the short bow that I already have. You cannot tell. Yeah. I would, I feel like I would honestly show my bow to the blacksmith person and be like, see, this is what I'm currently working with, and I'm trying to, like, improve. So could you explain if, you know, how these would help me? Hmm. She sort of takes your bow and sort of turns it over. It's a pretty good make. Um, balance can be better. He sort of rubs it like a scratch along one side of the bow. Hmm. Well, uh, this Ularan bow, and she holds up the light-colored one. This one's almost. This one's very difficult to damage. Um, it's just a standard bow, that's but it's el- just that's the elven one. With that's the, the elven one. Yeah, like it's really hard to damage. So you could drop this off of a mountain, and it would survive. Um, but it won't like make you shoot better or anything. This one, and she picks up the darker wood one with the wrapped grip. This one should make things a little bit easier to hit if you take my meaning. She sort of holds it up and pulls the string back. She strings the bow and she sort of pulls it back, looses it, and hands it to you. Do I trust that she's telling me the truth? Do an insight check. Okay. Do I sense anything odd about the bow as I'm seeing this demonstration? Uh, I got a 22 insight. Okay, you do think she's telling the truth. Um, conviction, do you add... Do an arcana check. That's an... Oh, now I get something useful. 18. There is definitely something magical about this bow. So this will be a plus one short bow. Mm-hmm. How much is this uh, be- better shooting bow? Okay, this one will be about 400 gold pieces. Minus the uh, discount. Oh, okay. So that would be 360? Yep. Okay. Um, wow. That is... A really fine make. I don't quite have that much. Is there anything that I could knock the price off by giving you the bow I already had? Let me have a look at that again. Uh-huh. And she takes it and looks at it. Do, do, do. I can knock 40 gold pieces off it with a trade. Okay, so 320. Um, yeah. yeah, no, sorry. I only got um, closer to uh, the 250 range currently. So, you know, uh, aspirational. I'll just have to to work for it. Good to want things. 
which is cool because I wanted to go to the exchange anyway and see if they have any weird stuff. There's some minute shame there. Well, that's nice. Come back when you have money. <laughs> Come back when you're not poor anymore. Hey. Question, darlings. Yeah. You're back to uh, Gilly. Yeah. Um, that oh, not my companion was looking over. Um, did that also come with the same time the sword I bought? Not sure. Uh, Gallia. One day we are going to investigate Gilly's murder. Gallia this time was actually on her way back out into the shop. You don't have to yell. What? When did this one come in? And she holds up the, the darker wood bow. Did this one come in with that guy? Uh, no, we've had that one a few weeks. I can't remember who traded it. We could look it up, I guess. I wouldn't want to bother. Oh, well. You both done? I look at Ren and Kumis. Yeah. Do we want to... Are, are either of y'all interested in this pawn shop? They might have some interesting items from other adventurers passing through? Sure. Okay. I try to find the exchange. Okay, so the exchange is on the far side of the market. We've crossed the market to get to it. So yeah, you sort of walk. It's a little busier now because it's like 11 o'clock probably by now. And there are a lot more people. And actually, as you pass, as you cross sort of the center of the market where there is a this huge statue of what looks like a horse uh, on a rising wave around which there is sort of a, a raised stone platform where there seem to be a lot of people crowded in. And as you get closer, you hear <laughs> something in that crowd is making people very excited. Ooh, very rowdy yeah. crowd. There's people. I keep, I start. I start walking. Yeah, I I'll be right back. And can I use my like small form to like sort of push through to get to the front and see what's up? Sure. Um, just do an athletics check for me. Actually, At no, uh, acrobat. Agrabat. At some point while Red was haggling, Gomez changed her armor. Okay. Okay. 17. All right. You make it to the front of the group without too much trouble. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm following, but I'm probably okay. going to be. Set at the base of the statue, there is a small stone table. And sitting on either side of the table are two people who appear to be arm wrestling. Oh, wow. And as you watch, one of them slams the other one's hand down, and the crowd cheers. Oh, man, that's nothing. And I'm going to run back to Camise and be like, hey, 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 hey. You want to make some money? I bet we can make some money. Darling, let's think this through. She's like, what is happening? Darling, focus, focus. I do not think that was the plan for today. I mean, Camise kind of, like, grabs the person closest to her. Um, and pulls in, like, what's the pot? Uh, uh, you, you, you put a gold in every round, and then the winner takes all. Three rounds. Uh, I think, I think Mosh just won. Oh, it's Mosh? Yeah, Mosh one of the people. Here? One of the people was Mosh, the other was a human you don't recognize. Mosh is our, is our bartender. Yeah. I know yeah. that. Can At I? the clever hand. Have, can I climb onto... Kamisa's shoulders and be like, shot. "Woo, Moosh!" <laughs> Did Kamisa say she's off like a shot? Yeah. How much? How much of the pot? Yeah. He didn't know, but uh, every round's done a gold piece. Uh, can I get a sense of how many people have been beaten, or like figure out who knows that information? Just do a general intelligence check. That's a three. You're not sure. I, I'm mainly con- I'm mainly concerned because it's a very it's very crushed and my waves are getting like a little crushed right now. <laughs> I work really hard at them right now. That's like the only thing I have going for me right now. 
while uh, conviction wasn't looking, Comise has just made her way to the, to the front of the the crowd. Right, um, you get to the front of the crowd, and as you get there, Moshe defeats someone again, and the other person who is uh, a human woman who's only about half as tall as he is, sort of shakes out her arm, and then Moshe holds out his hand to shake, and she sort of begrudgingly shakes his hand. And Moshe sort of reaches out and sort of sweeps about a half a dozen gold pieces towards himself. Uh, I put a gold piece down on the on the table. Okay, you march up to the table and you clink gold piece down. And Moshe looks kind of surprised to see you. Okay. I don't I, think I, I don't think I'll go around. At he this grins. point, all right. Uh, I think we've reached we've reached as well. Yeah, da- darling, darling. I've already paid. And she already sits paid. down. Da- darling, we yeah, come on, breakfast. It's just a gold. All right, Moshe puts a gold into the middle of the table and sits down, puts his elbow down, and holds up his hand. Kamis does the same. All right, so we're gonna make a series of three strength checks contested. So roll your first strength check. Oh man. Okay. Can I find somebody in the crowd to bet with? I'll so wait, I'm them. trying to read. You sort of look around. You do see uh, a group of people of various races, ages, genders, sort of like heads bent together, hands going back and forth. What well, looks like money. About halfway around the circle around the table from you. Okay. Um, I'll go up to them and be like, hey, what are the odds on the Dragonborn versus the bartender? Moshe is doing really well. I think this is his fifth round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fifth round. He's doing really well this morning. I get um, all right. So, uh, I say five, five gold. <laughs> I don't know how much people bet. I put I, in two I, gold. I, I give Rand one of the gold pieces. All right, and I'm just gonna so like, go, Comis. Woo! I use thaumaturgy to make my voice sound booming and say, "Go, Comis." All these people right. know my name. Know my name. So, Comis, what did what did you roll on your strength check? Fourteen. You sort of clasp your hands together. And uh, someone in the crowd sort of go, yells, go! And you s- sort of struggle. So for, for a few seconds, you actually do sort of struggle against him. Like, it, for a minute, it looks like you're going to win. And then he just manages push your hand past the middle, slams it down. I thought it was three. three. Shakes out his hand and puts his elbow back down, holds up his hand. Okay. Uh, next round, 21. Oh. All right. So this time, for a second, it looks like Moshe has the upper hand. Like, he's got the other hand sort of flat on the table on the other side. And he looks really confident for a second. But then you sort of you lean into it, and your hands go back and forth for a second. But after about five seconds, you definitely get the upper hand, and then you slam his hand down. And his immediate reaction is just to laugh. He's having a great time. Oh. Last round. 19. Oh. Shakes his hand out again, gets ready. Clasp your hands together. Last one. And you start to push 19. against each other. 19. You got a natural 20. Uh, God damn it! Mm, uh, fight. And this this is the longest round yet. And as you sort of fight against each other, you go back and forth. And you get his hand very close. But then at the last second, he sort of seems to like get his second win. And goes, uh, slams your hand down. Shit. She, uh, nice. she stands up, reaches her hand out. He reaches out, shakes her hand. It's a very hearty shake. It actually makes your, your shoulder shake a little bit in the socket. She puts That's her other round. hand on top of his hand shaking, and she goes, next time. Absolutely. 
Who's next? Oh man, that was a natural 20. Fuck you guys. Uh, doesn't count. Yeah. I know. All right. I think I'm just going to turn to Vic and be like, what do you think it's like to have upper body strength? <laughs> this eye poke their shoulder. Darling, you have other qualities. Aw. At this point, Kumis rejoins you and goes, man, I had him. But you didn't. So you lost. Yeah, no, so. I mean, we're staying there, so you can challenge him to a rematch anytime. Yeah. No, no, we, we are going. Let's just go to the exchange, darling. As you walk away from the crowd around the trial table, which is what it's called, you sort of cross through an open area of, uh, you pass a couple more shops, you pass the cloud of good-smelling food from the food stalls. It gets a little pressed as you pass by the food stalls again, heading back up towards the, the outer ring of the market. And um, Ren, roll a perception check. Eleven. Uh, so a young boy comes out of the crowd and jostles between the three of you. I sense anything? Or yeah. is it just... A kid seems to have run into you. Oh, man. So it's up to you if I, like, inherently fail it because I roll a seven, but I think I would be super suspicious of that based on my background. I think... Uh, I think you've been sort of on high alert, so I'm going to I'm going to say you noticed him, but I'm going to say I'm going to make you roll a dexterity check to see if you react in time. Okay. Oh my god, it's the same fucking thing. Oh, uh, no. 13. All right, so you just about catch him. Um, you reach out and you grab for his shirt, but at the last second he sort of twists his whole body and almost dances back away from you. And as he disappears back into the crowd, he just grins at you. Chase, immediately. All right. I'm, I'm shooting off after Ren. Okay. Your children are running away. And do I feel anything gone? Uh, do an investigation check. That is a 19. You don't notice anything gone. You do notice as Ren and Kamis run off that there is something tucked into the back of Ren's belt that wasn't there before. I run after. I would Work like... we really hard to catch up, uh, catch up with Ren. Yeah, I'm going to have... Ren and, ooh, let's see. So Ren, please roll an athletics check. Oh, God. Isn't that negative for you? Yeah, I did get an actual 20, though. Whoa. Oh, God, I switched dice. Right, so that was a good choice. <laughs> so Ren, you managed to break free of the, the thicker part of the crowd in time to see the kid disappear down an alley between the shops at the outer ring. Conviction, also roll an athletics check to see if you can catch up with them. That's a nine. Yeah, I think for a minute at least you lose them in the crowd. So, Ren, do you follow? Yeah, is it possible to be like, Pat, because I know where I keep my money kind of hidden on me. Like, is there anything important missing while I'm running? Mm, investigation check with advantage, because I think you're a little bit distracted just by trying to catch this kid. So do you mean disadvantage? disadvantage? No, advantage, because you do know where. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm only making you roll. Oh, 19. You don't notice anything missing, but as you sort of pat around your belt, you feel a piece of paper tucked into your belt that wasn't there before. Okay, I ooh, I still follow the kid. All right, so you make I it to the mouth. Am I keeping up? Um, do another athletics check, please. Both of them at this point, or am I? Oh, I will have a plus five, so twelve. All right, I think you can still see see them. So I'm just like, like my party members running away. You're keep you're keeping them in sight. You're keeping up, but you're not quite with them. Um, okay, do I see Kumis uh, though? You can see Kumis. I think Ren is further away, or you don't notice them right away. Um, Ren, you make it to the mouth of the alley. Do a perception check. That was a two, so six. It appears to be a dead end, and you see no sign of the boy. We caught up with them. Yeah, all right, I'm just gonna. Now. I'm just gonna. In thieves can't be like, all right, good job. And I read the note 
The note is in a very fine hand on very white paper. It's just, it's not sealed. It's just folded into quarters. And it basically just says, have a job for you. Come to the pub sundown. Okay. I burn it. I assume I have like a flint or something. I burn the Yeah, message. I'm sure you've got something. All right. Have I caught, have we caught up with them at this point? Yeah. yeah. Do I see them read the message and then burn it? I think you catch up just as they are burning it. Comis would have seen. Comis would have seen it. Ran, what was that? Um, are we, uh, is there anyone like seeing us? Right now? Or watching us? You're sort of in the mouth of an alley. So there's no one, like, in your immediate vicinity. But it is an alley off a fairly busy street. Yeah. I'll just be like, I'll I'll tell you later. Let's go to the exchange first. I walk up to them and just sling my arm over their shoulder in Thieves' Camp. What was that? It's kind of a busy place. And we just made some noise. So I will tell you later. Smile and uh, ruffle their hair and pull them off in the direction of where I think the exchange is. <laughs> yeah. So you finish crossing the market and you really can't miss the exchange. It's a long, low wooden building that takes up about half of one side of the market. There is a large open area at the front that mainly seems to be made up of a window and a long counter. And as you approach, you notice that the counter is lower than it normally would be. It's out at like a little below hip height on a human, which makes sense because as you get close enough to see inside, you see that it's a dwarf standing behind the counter. Oh, this is the Ron Willogarfs, right? Yeah. Do I see um, anyone that see. looks like Thova? Like Thova? Like Thova? Wait, um, the do d- we know who's Thilogarf? Thero- Th- what? Willogarth. Do we know this person? Have I? I've met a Willogarth and so has Camis. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I just don't know who this is. Okay. Yeah. So you see um, a dwarf standing behind the counter. Um, He is middle-aged. He has very, very curly blonde hair and a beard, of course. Um, And he is uh, chatting with, uh, looks like a a half-elf who is actually crouched down to be on the level with this dwarf behind the counter. And as you get close, the dwarf behind the counter reaches out, shakes the the half-elf's hand, and uh, the half-elf sort of smiles and walks away. And uh, the dwarf sort of looks up and notices you. Who's who's at the front? Me. Well, hey there. How are you this fine morning? I think before we went into the store, I'm going to pull Vic aside and be like, what are we not going to ask the nice establishment of this very legal business about? Legal things? Okay. Can I let her go in? Um, I, I guess I don't want to seem like demeaning, but like there is a little stool sort of pulled up next to the counter, but from the person you saw, it looks like at least some people will sort of crouch down or bend down to be on the level with them. Okay. I, I get on the stool and fluff out my hair a little bit and, <clears throat> oh, darling. Can I help you with something? Buying, selling, trading? Well, who do I have the honor of speaking to? Ah, Corith Willogart. And he holds out his hand to shake. Do you happen to have a sister? No, no sister. Got a wife and a whole mess of daughters. Gage, how old he is? He looks, you know, late middle age. Could be in his in his fifties or his sixties. It's a little hard to tell with dwarves. Um, oh, a Thova Willogarth. Oh, that's my wife, my good lady wife. She was quite helpful the other day. Senior librarian, you know. Mm. I was very impressed. You, you, this is an ex- This is. Um, I was referred to this place as an exchange, correct? Well, we're cold. He sort of points up at a sign that says the exchange. 
hanging above the window. Do you happen to carry things of a more arcane nature? Ooh, got a fair few weapons probably with a bit of uh, the arcane on them. We don't have much in the way of magical components if that's what you're looking for. Ain't not even basic things like feathers? Might have a few. Uh, give me a moment, uh... He sort of steps away from the counter and uh, calls into the depths of this long, dim building. Zether or uh, Kari, come up here and watch the counter for me. Um, Preferably uh, preferably from an owl. He sort of waves a hand negligently as he disappears into the building. And a minute later, another very curly, blonde-haired dwarven woman comes up to the counter. Another female dwarf is... uh, close behind her, but when her sister reaches the counter first, she sort of waves a hand and goes back into the dark of the building. Good morning. And who would you be? What was he looking for anyway? Feathers. Feathers. Oh, we've got a few, I think. You understand, most of our stock comes from uh, people trading things in, so we don't get a lot of magical components because people tend to use them, not sell them. Understandable. You're here to remember um, a gentleman coming by a few weeks back. Large beard, dark hair. Large beard and dark hair describes half of our customers. Uh, he had lots, a lot of equipment, if I recall correctly. Oh, the rude one. Hey, Kari, come here. And the other, the other female dwarf comes up to the counter. They look very similar. Um, in fact, if you hadn't heard them called by different names, you wouldn't be 100% certain they were different people. Remember the rude one, that, uh, that, that human, I think he was. Oh, yeah. Glad to see the back of him. He was in here, what, two weeks ago, three? Had, uh, ooh, whole armful of weapons. Sold them up and down the market. A uh, gentleman with that much equipment. I understand, like, one or two pieces, but from what I understand, it seemed like he had enough for an army. Oh, well, I think it was about a dozen. Yeah, something like that honestly not that unusual. I mean, people come after finding things in tombs or clearing out bandits and bringing all their weapons, that sort of thing. It happens. He was just, he wasn't very good-tempered, is why I remembered him. You happen to recall where he hailed from? Or did he mention that? Or Didn't. Wouldn't even give his name. Didn't look local, though. That's the probably younger one. Fair skin. Most of the humans around here are a bit darker. Probably from uh, the end. Would it be right to assume if you're lighter, you probably came from up north or something? Or It's more likely. Um, any particular accent that may have been distinctive? They sort of look at each other. A bit finer than you usually hear. Who's uh, not noble born, but uh, educated. Happen to know if he's stopped by the lexicon or any other places? Don't think so. I feel like Mum would have mentioned if he'd uh, been up there. Yeah, he caused a bit of a stir if he acted up there like he did down here. Do you happen to know where this, if this gentleman stayed in town or if he just left? Don't know off the top of my head. Could ask around at the pubs, but uh, he didn't seem the sort to stay at the Laughing Glass or up on the plateau. He's a bit rough looking. I see. A completely different note. Um, I recognize this as an odd, odd request, but... Ren looks very you, nervous. Would you, be ha- would you happen to carry an assault here? Salt? <sighs> Camise actually breathes out a sigh relief. Okay. As in for cooking? No. General store would have stuff like that, though. Where is this general store that everyone keeps talking about? The... Otis and Daughters. Other side yeah, of the market. I mean, we've been everywhere, but... Uh, also, would you happen to carry any pearls of moderate value here? Got a couple of weapons that have pearls in set, but uh, oh, nothing I can... Uh... This is for spell work? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, they might have a bit at uh, Otis and Daughters, but uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't got much in the way of uh, jewels suitable for magic work. 
At least not at the moment. Like I said, that sort of thing tends to get used, not sold. Hmm. You have, have anything interesting come in recently? Give me one moment. And uh, one of the girls sort of steps away from the counter and goes back into the shop. About the same time, uh, their father comes back out. And Korath, he's holding uh, a handful of what look like owl feathers. He's probably got about a dozen in a hand, in one hand, sort of tied up with a length of leather cord. These were uh, tucked into a cloak someone sold us about three weeks back. Not in great shape, but they're intact. These go for? Mm, rough, let's say uh, two silver apiece. Two for, for the whole pack. Deal. And they're definitely uh, owl feathers and silver? not black kanku feathers? They are owl feathers. Okay. Um, Zether comes back and she is holding a hat. It is a gaudy, bright blue, feathered confection. And she sort of comes and puts it down on the counter. She smiles at it like she's fond of this particular hat. Someone down on his look uh, had to pay his uh, tab at the laughing glass, sold us this. And she picks it up and she sort of tilts it so the light hits it. It's very pretty, but it's very silly looking. Uh, does it look like one of those like fascinators, like like those like British fascinators, or is it more like Kentucky Derby-ish? It looks like a pancake hat. That's a new. That's a new term I have not heard. Oh, um, oh okay. Yeah, it's bright blue velvet, and it has a cluster of red feathers affixed to one side. It's like one of those like Shakespearean s yeah. types. Okay, cool, cool, cool. She I'm picks it up again, like- and uh, she says, "No, watch this." And she puts it on her head, and a moment later, standing before you is a goblin. <gasps> takes it off again. How cool is that? A head of disguise? Does it does it only turn you into a goblin or? No, if you uh, concentrate, you can be anything, but you have to have it for a while before it works. Much, darling. Mm, I did research this a little bit. It's uh, rather pricey. Goes for about uh, 1800 new. This one, uh, it's a bit uh, worse for wear. And she turns it over and there is a very visible stain on the inside. I'd say 1,200 gold pieces. Hmm. I will keep that in mind. and Hopefully next time in town, I'll be a slightly more richer lady. All right. Is there anything else you two are looking for? Actually, carry any mm, instrument? Hmm. The, the daughters sort of wander back into the rest of the shop now. And uh, he sort of looks at you and he sort of nods like, uh, yes, one of you. Wow. <sighs> wow. What uh, what sword are you looking for? We've got about a half a dozen at the moment. Anything new. I'm always trying to expand my repertoire. We haven't got anything brand new. We've got a couple of loots. There's a sham, although I think it's a bit broken at the moment. Working on repairing it, but uh, just a little bit of a crack. Got uh, a couple of flutes. Always have flutes. People tend to leave them. Oh, what's the last thing? Kari. What was that last instrument we had? A bit of, uh, she comes out holding what appears to be a sort of leather sack attached to a lot of tubes. (laughs) No. 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 Yes. No. Yes. I am leaving Uh, this party. (laughs) We are out on our own. What? Now this is a... You don't need dissonant whispers. <laughs> Do I recognize this instrument? Oh yes, these are bagpipes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. What was what was my uh, mentor's specialty by any chance? Um, I believe his specialty were stringed instruments, particularly the lute. <sighs> I turned I turned around. I mean, there goes our stealth. I turned to you and said, uh, well, "So, what do you think?" I mean, sometimes 
you need to be quiet and sometimes you need a distraction. I would say that would get a lot of attention. I, I look at Comis to gauge their... Uh... Would I recognize these, DM? Mm. Man, I really hope you don't and it's just a complete fucking surprise the first time she plays them. <laughs> I think you've probably seen a similar instrument before, but not exactly this one. Oh yeah. Comis is just like, what is... Is that's music? Is this a music thing? Is this a music thing? Tempting. So tempting, but unfortunately I'm in a more stealthier line of work at the current moment. I imagine the first time if, if you if you actually got it, Ren just shoots an arrow into the back. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, no. I uh smile gently at uh the owner. Um and the one of the twins who's holding it and I say, I must decline. But I'm sorry, I must ask another question. Shame, but all right. Do you carry any books? Oh, got a few, not a lot. There's a fair number of bookshops in the city. It's probably a better place. Are you looking for anything in particular? Is there anyone that sells maps, books of maps? Oh, we've got a few of those. They're mostly local places. Unbroken Spine should have a fair selection of maps. That's just uh, halfway down the market ring over there. Any points? sort of the middle of the ring of shops around the market. Most of the guilds, uh, the mercenary guilds usually have some maps, so if you're not a member, you'll pay a lot more for them. What are you looking for a map of? The the general area, you know, city layout. Of the city of Ibis. Yes. And, yeah, and yeah, our, yeah, we got those. If it helps for what you are looking for, what Ren is trying to figure out is that in the last game when we were up at the lexicon and I looked down, was trying mm-hmm. to see if it looked familiar to me. You said that I might have seen this view, like, maybe in a book, like I saw it in a map somewhere. And so Ren is trying to see if they can find that book. Okay, um, so he pulls out what looked like rolled up maps on pretty cheap paper, like cheap parchment. They're relatively small. They're not much larger than eight and a half by 11. These look like the sort of thing that in our world you would find at a tourist kiosk. (laughs) Um, They are printed, which is surprising. But they are a very basic map of the layout of the city of Ibis. Oh, um, these are are real nice, but I'm looking more for a you know a like a a, sur- a survey of different city maps. So maybe this unbroken spine places will have like a more c- collected map, like an atlas. Yes, oh, they might. They might. They might do sort of thing you see on highborn pit folks' desks. Not the, the sort of thing that gets traded into us that often. Well, the lexicon carries something of this ilk. Might do, probably. They seem to have pretty much everything. And a question. Do you have anything written in Infernal or Draconic here? Not at the moment, I don't think. Happens sometimes. But uh, he sort of pulls out a little book from out of the counter and pages through it. No, last uh, last book in Draconic we had was about six months ago. Uh, Infernal, we haven't had more than a year. The sort of thing you usually have to find at uh, specialty shops. And Draconic Five might have a few. Very well. Yeah, Vic, if you want to keep looking around here, I can just meet you at the uh, this Unbroken Spine place. Oh, no, I'm, I'm done for now. Thank you kindly, Mr. Willogarth. Horace Willogarth, that's me. You're very welcome. I, I gently nod and stand and start leaving. Okay. When we um, leave the store, can I look around to see if I think anyone is, like, watching us? Do a perception check. Mm-hmm. Eight. You do not notice anyone watching you. Okay. Well, as we are walking to our, our next location, I'm going to be like, so um, the, a recent potential friend of ours has uh, some work for us that, you know, may or may not get us into her good graces enough that 
she could introduce us to whoever would know about, you know, the faceless person we don't know anything about. And uh, she's looking to meet us at sundown if we're interested. Okay, well, I wanna, what the note said was by sundown. Oh, oh, I heard it at sundown. Okay, um, she's looking to meet us before sundown if we're interested. It's like, what, noon now probably? Yeah, about. So maybe Feel we cool. should uh, uh, split up do any last errands we need and uh, go over to, you know, meet her. Uh, I feel having tea with people is a wonderful idea. All right, well, I'd like to go to this unbroken spine place. Do y'all want to go to the general store and then we'll meet back here and uh, go to, you know, meet her? Do you not need anything? Oh, you know, if there's anything like particularly interesting, like, good at stabbing things uh, uh, keep me in mind but otherwise I'm I'm pretty all right need anything armor wise or oh armor wise oh no I mean I feel like usually the less encumbered I am the better nothing to um work on those gains you were asking about yep just pull-ups every day darling you can you can't do a pull-up you know I don't know if you tried doing a pull-up you could do a pull-up <laughs> Um, I'm fairly certain she can't. Tried. I, I, I'm fairly certain Is there she a low-hanging tree branch around here? Uh, probably not in your immediate vicinity, no. All right, we'll have to establish that later. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. And I head, I start going towards the unbroken spine. Police right. believes in you, Ren. Fist bump. The conviction does not. Yeah, let's go to Ren. this general store. Everybody wants us to go to because apparently that's where to get the thing. So, Ren, darling, where are you going to meet us? Right here. All right, uh, Ren, you go to the bookshop. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a smallish shop. It's got a blue-painted storefront. Most of the shops down here are painted bright colors. This one is blue. And uh, the sign over the door is a picture of a book that is only slightly opened in profile. Ah, unbroken. Mm-hmm. Just- All right, and as you open the door, a little bell rings. It's pretty dark in here. There's just, like, the one front window in the door. There's no other window. But there's a, there's a lantern bolted to the front counter a little dim uh hello is there can i re read in here hello you hear footsteps coming from the back and you see someone appear from behind the shelves at the back of the store it's a fairly small shop so all of the walls are covered in bookshelves and there's one shelf sitting in the middle of the floor in the back half of the store and uh this person appears from behind it it is a female you think elf is very tall Oh, hello. Uh, can I help you? Yes. Hi. To, to whom am I speaking? Ren is trying to oh. be Vic. Itil, Itilra Voss. Uh, I'm the proprietor. Oh, hello, Itilra. Um, I've just been speaking to the uh, owners of the, the exchange. I'm trying to find an, an atlas of city maps. Uh, he said you might have some. Uh, yes, just, uh, hmm. She sort of puts a finger to her lips and looks really thoughtful and goes really quiet and still. She's actually quiet and still for a, about a minute and a half. Brent starts, like, leaning closer to her, trying to see if there's something wrong. And then after about a minute and a half, she just goes, oh, yes, over here. And uh, she walks across the shop to sort of a fairly dark corner at the back and uh, pulls out a large dusty as hell book she nice. actually sneezes it's dust oh, here uh, let's take this up to the she takes it up to the, the counter at the front and sort of puts it gently down dusts off the cover this book has no ornamentation or title on the outside um, but as she carefully opens it 
you see that it appears to be mostly maps. May I see the uh, the map of Ibis to uh, see how how you know current and relevant it is? Oh, sure, just one. And she sort of pages carefully through and then carefully opens the book to about halfway through. And it is this map. It's the map that uh, I sent you guys before, mm-hmm. but without the star. So it, it this book is pretty old, and it's it looks like it had uh, been sitting somewhere unloved for a little while before it came into Attila's possession. So it's like the paper's browned a little bit, but it's a very well-made map. It's a little old. This book looks like it's pretty old. Does this look familiar to me, this particular map style? or Do a wisdom check. Okay. Just a check, not a save. Yeah. Decent wisdom, right? Yeah, but I did roll a five, so seven. <laughs> nope. This doesn't look like the map that... You don't have a clear image in your head, but the more you think about it, you're sure you've seen a map of this city before. Mm-hmm. This, however, is not it. Yeah, I'm going to look at it and be like, mm, sorry, I think this is a little older than what I'm looking for. But um, if you happen to have any books in Infernal, I would also be interested in that. She does that thing again where she hold, goes totally still for like a minute and a half. Is she Can like I look at like other pages under? of the book while she's doing that? Sure. Just like, Is she just like trying to remember shit? I think she probably has like a full map and like encyclopedia of like where everything is. Yes, I have one at the moment. They come and go, you know. We don't get a lot of uh, Infernal. They're not uh, They're not often printed. They're, they're handmade, so they have to sort of come from fairly far inland. They're mostly brought in by travelers or come off a states and as she's speaking she is sort of crossing again to the wall and pulls out one book it's leather bound it's uh dark blue uh this is a, a book of poetry i believe i don't i don't speak infernal myself i'm afraid oh, okay um oh yeah no that sure, sure how much for that one uh this one she sort of turns it over in her hand and flips through it again mm, i'd say this one probably about 20 silver for this one it's not new yeah, no, that that is a, a fine price for it. I'll, I'll take it. Thank you. You're welcome. If you, uh, if I were to be looking for a, a wider selection of, of city maps, is there anywhere else I could look? You might have some luck at uh, Magnates on the, the plateau. Uh, that's just a little ways down from the Piers home. If you're looking for, are you looking for like antique maps or are you looking for more sort of practical ones? Um... I'm trying to see what style suits my fancy, so, you know, the, the broader selection, the better. Okay, um, the sort of more valuable ones would probably be found uh, in one of the shops on the plateau. Most of the guilds publish maps of one sort or another of the continent or of particular cities, but those you'd find at their guild halls. All right, well, thank you very much. Uh, um, uh, my, my friend will really appreciate this book, so, you know, good for you for collecting literature. Oh, my God. Have you read, speaking of, have you read the... Oh, my God. Where, where is it? The Pair of Stars? I have. Uh... I just got to the part where they met Parvis, and I don't know if I trust him, to be 100% honest, but I think he's going to stick around. I think they're very good books. They're very well written, uh, especially considering they seem to mostly be aimed at younger people, which is, you know, wow. it's good to have books that younger people can enjoy and, and, and read without having to slog through old 
style. Oh, my father would roll in his grave to hear me speak that way. He was so very into the classics. But, you know, I think it's important for, for popular culture to have its outing, you know? Um, <laughs> you've only started the first book. Yeah, I, um, you know, I just, I feel, and Ren sort of like straightens up to kind of look more cultured. I just feel like it's important <laughs> to be in touch with your inner child every now and then to, you know, oh, smell sh- the <laughs> coffee um, of life. <laughs> Love the coffee. Oh, I've read I've read the first four so many times. I do hope that, you know, she, she puts out the fifth one soon. It's been such a long time. Yes, I when I, I wait read, until you hear about the ship wars. Oh, well, man, I definitely so will be catching up and, you know, maybe I will uh, be coming here to, to buy that fifth one from you someday. Well, um, we have the first four right over there. And she points to a shelf near the door where you can see sort of more brightly colored books sort of set out. OK, yeah, cool. I, I, I really do hope I've been wanting to read that last book and see how it ends for it's been three years. I mean, I'm sure she's very busy, whoever she is. But, you know, I, I just... Wait, is the, is the author not publicly known? Is it just, like, anonymous? Um, Ooh, Fushiki Mystery. Now, I think you would have known because you would recognize the titles when you saw them in Ren's possession the first time. There is a name on the books, but everyone is pretty sure it's a pseudonym and no one knows who she is. Did my mentor know these books or are these, like, before? Um, I, he probably knew about them. He was more into, like, poetry and, and, uh, and song. He wasn't really big into literature. I mean, he read books, but it wasn't, like, his thing. He read poetry when he read books. hmm But, yeah, everyone, everyone, it's been a bit of a, a mystery because it's been th- the first four, because they started coming out about probably eight years ago, eight or nine years ago, and uh, the first four came out pretty close together but after the fourth one there's been a gap of a little more than three years anything in particular happened three years ago i don't think anything that would be obvious to you now apart from that meteor shower (laughs) (laughs) but the the big thing about about is that the fourth one came out and then the fifth one hasn't even though the fourth one ended on a cliffhanger but since no one knows who this author actually is it's even more mysterious because maybe she died who knows Maybe it's a he. Maybe. Okay, okay, okay I'll cool. go uh, back to where we were and to meet uh, them. All right, meet for them, and I'm and, gonna uh, be reading mm-hmm. the pair of stars while I'm waiting. Okay. okay. <laughs> Conviction and Kamis, you find Otis and Daughters without too much trouble. It's on a corner near the end of the market. It is uh, a wooden storefront that is painted a bright, buttery yellow. And uh, the door is sort of propped open with a, a, a sort of a metal weight holding it open to let the breeze in. Behind the counter is a, a round little human woman with uh, graying brown hair in a knot on the top of her head. She's sort of got a, a book open in front of her that she is writing in. She's sort of looking at a stack of, of, of various items on the counter next to her. She's sort of moving them around and then writing in the book and then moving them around, writing in the book. And she looks up as you enter and says, Oh, hello, hello. How are you on this fine day? Uh, well, darling, now that I've seen you, how are you today? I'm very well. Homies looks pained. <laughs> can, can I help you find something? Um, I'm here for some items of a more arcane. Oh, yes, our supplies are running a little low with uh, Ozira out of town, but we've got a few things. Uh, what are you looking for in, in particular? Uh, preferably some salt and some moderate quality. All right, all right, all right. Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. Salts for magic work or for eating? Uh, both, actually. All right, all right. Uh, for a portion of salt that's a silver piece, she pulls out a few jars of salt, various colors. A silver piece, proportion. Both varieties, the arcane and cooking, correct? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, do you carry pearls? Oh, we've got a, about a dozen. Uh, is this for spell work? Spell work, yes. All right, so you need one that's at least... This is for identify, right? Ah, uh, yeah. A hundred yeah. gold, piece gold pieces. All right. Oh, we've got three that probably fall in that uh, exact... Uh, let's, see, let's see, let's see. She pulls a, a tray out from under the counter. It's sort of a velvet tray with about a dozen pearls of different sizes and colors. She sort of separates out three... One of them is black, one of them is white, and one of them is pink. Probably all of these three would be about what you're looking for. Uh, the others probably aren't uh, quite the quality you need for spell work. Point to the black one. Um, I'll take that one if that's all right. Right, that one's a uh, hundred gold pieces, right? You're up one pearl and uh, one portion of salt. How much is the salt? Sorry. It's a silver piece. Is there anything else you're looking for? Uh, no. I've... Oh, wait, no, no. Um, have... Um, a friend, companion, who is stealthier nature than me. Do you happen to carry anything that would assist in either stealth or... Looking for armor or... or... I, my friend tends to have issues um, with their arms. With their and arms? Hmm. Really nothing comes to mind at the moment. We should be getting in a few more items at the end of the week. We never know exactly what we're going to get, you understand. Oh, I understand. Not even like a like a potion that could temporarily improve someone's strength. Or would that be more of Ozia's? Let me just have a look. And she, she pulls out another book and opens it. Oh, we've got at least one potion of invisibility, I think. Yes, we've got one left. Uh, I, think, mm. I think we had a potion of giant strength. It should still be here. Yes, we've got one. Um, if you still have that, how much would that be? Be. I'm gonna say this one is probably about 200. And the invisibility potion? Yeah, have a price for that. Uh, that one will be at least 4,000 gold pieces. Oh boy. <laughs> I see. Huh. It's good to have aspirations. Quite a rare item, you know. Oh, I completely understand. One last question. Um, mm-hmm. I know there was a gentleman who came to town about two weeks ago. That'd be more specific, love. We get a lot of people in here. Uh, a ve- he was very rude. And very tall, oh, I recall. Bad-tempered, beard. Yeah, he had a I lot of I- he had a lot of items on him. Yeah, not so much by the time he got to us. I think he started at the exchange. Oh, what did he sell here? A lot of old clothes, as I recall. Had to sell most of them on for rags, but uh, we gave him a couple of gold. Clothes? Yeah. What kind of clothes? Were they just like poor quality or fairly ordinary clothes? There was one very nice cloak in the lot. Really? Wool, red. Um, do you still have it? No, I'm afraid we sold it on. <sighs> Do you know, happen to know who bought it? It's not that fine. No, okay. not off the top of my head. We didn't keep yeah. most of them. It uh, just went with the rest of the cloaks and someone bought it. Only a couple of days later. You happen to know what the person who bought it looked like? Ah, uh, I think they were I think they were a human or a half-elf or an elf about that size. Right. Didn't, didn't, didn't really catch my attention, sorry. Oh no, I understand. Uh, thank you kindly for your time. You're very welcome. Go look at Kamisen. Assuming we, like, walk back to the meeting place. All right. So uh, you depart the Otis and Daughters General Supply Store and head off to meet Ren. And we'll pick up next week, I believe, heading off to meet with Maggie. Sound and music for this episode provided, as always, by Sirenscape. Visit them at www.sirenscape.com.